DeFi Llama is one of the best research tools in crypto, but most people aren't using it right. So in today's show, I want to give you a full tutorial of how to fully harness the power and potential of DeFi Llama and run you through the key strategies that I use on DeFi Llama to find upcoming airdrops, find new project opportunities, analyze projects to work out whether they're a good investment and much, much more. So without further ado, let's get straight into the show. It's really hard to find trustworthy data in crypto and the team at DeFi Llama has done a great job to condense a lot of data across the industry and aggregate it into a one-stop shop platform that you can use to get the best data and information in crypto. OXN GMI does a great job as the head dev of DeFi Llama to constantly ship new code and new products and over the last few months we've seen many new products hit DeFi Llama. Originally DeFi Llama was simply just an application where you could look at TVL and where you could track uh, the amount of liquidity coming in and out of projects but the landscape has changed a lot as they've added new features to check risk management, new features to look at airdrops. You can now view DEX volume by chain and much, much more, as well as a centralized exchange transparency dashboard, which allows you to view centralized exchange data to work out what are the inflows and what are the outflows for centralized exchange. And they've also started doing these really cool year in review pieces, which um, they just released for 2022, which gives you a full report of the entire year in the DeFi market. And I highly recommend if you have spare time actually going through one of these reports and looking through it because they have a lot of very valuable information as to what actually happened in DeFi this year, what happened to the landscape of TVL and some of the top performers. So it's really cool that we are getting these, these reports. Just before I get into the features and run you guys through my favorite DeFi Llama strategies, this video is not a sponsored video at all. I just genuinely think it's a great product and I feel like a lot of people are using it wrong. So today I just want to help, um, help you guys actually harness the full power of this application and yeah, it's not a sponsored show. I just thought now is the perfect time to really dive into my research methods um, because it's a bear market and we have time to research what are going to be the upcoming narratives and next cycle, what are going to be the strongest projects. And I want to help you guys really understand how to use crypto tools to take your research to the next level. Now, the key function of DeFi Llama, if you go to the drop down menu on the left and click on overview is obviously it's TVL rankings. And what it does is it allows you to view the total value locked of every single project in crypto and in DeFi. And if you click on chains, you can also see a total list of the L1s and L2s in crypto, and you can monitor how their TVL is moving. Now, TVL is a very cool metric to look at because essentially it's a key indicator of increasing market interest and adoption of DeFi protocols. There's a few reasons why TVL is an important metric to track. And there's also a few caveats as well to take your understanding of monitoring TVL to the next level. The first thing is, is it provides a great way to measure the size of a DeFi ecosystem. It's also a very good indicator of the level of activity in the space. So obviously, if more people are using a chain and more liquidity is going onto the chain, you're going to see that being reflected in TVL. So the higher the TVL, generally, the more active the space is and generally, the more active an individual dApp is. And the more value locked into protocols, the more active that space is as well. It can also be used to assess the riskiness of the ecosystem as it provides a way to measure the total value at risk. So a higher TVL on a DeFi protocol indicates that there's more capital locked into the platform as its total value locked, resulting in many benefits for users, including better yields. On the other hand, a lower TVL implies less capital 
available, which ultimately leads to less yields for users. As you know, the more capital that's in a DeFi application, typically the higher the yields are. And DeFi Llama has done a really good job of building out its yield platform as well. But when we look at TVL to monitor projects, I see a few key mistakes that people made. And, and I may, I've made this mistake many um, times in the past as well. And that's looking at the metric, the aggregate metric and assuming, oh, just because one chain has more TVL, um, it must be better than, an, uh, than another chain. And just because one chain's TVL, market cap to TVL ratio is lower than another, it must be more undervalued compared to another chain. But there are a few key questions that I would um, ask myself before um, analyzing the TVL of a project. And that is, one, is the TVL of a specific DAP diversified or is there systemic risk related to a single DAP? So for example, when looking at the Luna TVL, when Luna TVL was at its peak, that was highly driven by Anchor Protocol. And thus, as a reflection of that, it was highly driven by UST adoption. Whereas if we go into Ethereum's TVL, for example, we can see that it's actually quite diversified. We have five players all over $3 billion with the TVL, MakerDAO, Lido Curve, Uniswap, Aave. And we go down the list and there's many other projects over a billion dollars in TVL and also many other projects over a hundred million. And this isn't the same for every chain. You have to look at how liquidity is concentrated. For example, if we go down the list a little bit, we can see Ronan, for example, most of its TVL is kept in the Katana DEX. And you can see on the protocol tab here exactly how many protocols are on a chain. That gives you an indication as to how diverse the ecosystem is. And ecosystem diversity is very important in my opinion. I think Cardano is in the same category. When we do an analysis on Cardano, we can see that the most TV is mainly kept in MinSwap, their main DEX, and many of the other applications, DEX, borrowing and lending platforms on the chain, aren't being that used. And we can tell because the TVL data is not very high for a lot of these DApps. Of course, you can sort and rank uh, any specific chain by the amount of TVL, as well as in the tab on the left, you can rank DApps and in, in the entire DeFi ecosystem by TVL as well to work out what DApps are are the biggest. And you can also sort by market cap to TVL, which takes the ratio um, of the market cap of a project divided by the total value locked to work out how overvalued or undervalued a project is. Typically, um, the higher this ratio, it means the market cap is very high compared to the amount of total value locked on the chain. Whereas if the ratio is lower, this means a project is more undervalued in TVL terms. Now, it's one very broad way to work out whether a project is under or overvalued, but I still think it's a valid thing to consider. But you also have to consider the question number two, and that is, are the dApps providing genuine value or are they relying on Ponzonomics? Because not all TVL is created equally. We do sometimes see an occurrence where a whole lot of TVL will flock into one chain, for example, like we saw on Phantom last year, because of the massive demand to take advantage of incentives. On Phantom, there was kind of like a Phantom summer um, in January where a lot of projects were paying very high APRs via emissions. We saw the same thing on AVAX during the AVAX rush period, and the TVL spiked because people were onboarding onto the chain to A, take part in these emissions and two, onboard to the chain before um, the very highly anticipated solidly airdrop. And obviously after that, it did drop off significantly since the market went risk off. So you have to ask yourself um, when evaluating a total chain's TVL, whether the dApps inside that chain are providing genuine value or relying on Ponzonomics. And also look at whether the TVL is very stable or very volatile. For example, if we go into the chain's menu on DeFi Llama and we look at something like a theory 
Ethereum, this has been a lot more stable in terms of its total um, TVL fluctuations versus other chains. Even though it peaked at 100 billion, it's still at 23 billion and there's still a lot of money on the chain. Whereas we look at a chain like Solana and the TVL fluctuates quite heavily. It's actually down 99% from $10 billion all the way down to 200 million. So you do have to take into account how variable the TVL is in a chain to work out whether it's a safe investment or whether it isn't. And also across the individual dApps in the DeFi ecosystem, it's a very, very similar story. There will be individual dApps which get huge influxes of liquidity and then a lot of cash being drained out. Whereas you'll also get some dApps like MakerDAO, for example, which over time have been a lot more stable in terms of their TVL. Of course, TVL is a reflection of whether the market is risk-on and risk-off. So in a risk-on environment, people are searching for yield because interest rates are very low and there's not many opportunities elsewhere. Right now, with interest rates rising, obviously a lot of TVL has left the crypto ecosystem because there's higher yields elsewhere, like in treasury bonds and in your bank account. And the overall system is not as starved for yield as it was when there was low interest rates. So a lot of people left the DeFi ecosystem. But in general, looking at how a chain is fluctuating in terms of TVL um, is very important in my opinion. There's a very cool comparisons function in the DeFi Llama app. If you click on DeFi and then you scroll down to comparison, this is a very good way to actually um, monitor volatility between protocols. So if you click on selected protocols and let's say, um, for example, we put in MakerDAO, Lido and Curve, then we can see against each other how the TVL has fluctuated over time. And comparing TVL from protocol to protocol is very important because one of the ways you can make money in crypto is comparing one project to another because in theory if all variables are the same and the TVL in one project is much higher than another project um, even though the market cap's the same for example this indicates that the project with more TVL might be a better buy at any given moment and of course there are many many caveats as I explained here you need to answer these three questions first but it's one basic way that we can compare cross chain and obviously making bets in crypto is difficult when the whole market's being dictated by macro and the market generally follows the macro sentiment. But one way you can make money, especially in a bull run, is actually comparing cross-protocol and working out where liquidity is going to rotate. So that's why the comparison function is very cool because you can kind of compare different projects to each other and how um, they've reacted to market conditions over time. Let's say a project spikes in TVL very quickly in a short amount of time. That may be an indicator for you to check out more about that project and look further into the project because usually when liquidity is flowing in, it happens for a reason and you might just find the market cap is lagging behind and there's potentially um, an information discrepancy there or a lag where you can take advantage in the interim. So that's why the comparisons function is very, very cool um, on this app. The next section of DeFi Llama that I want to look at is the stablecoin function. This is one of the newer things that they've added um, to the dashboard here. And what it allows you to do, if, if you click on the left, click on stables and then click on overview, is look through all the stablecoins in the market and see which ones um, are holding their peg, which ones are losing their peg and which ones are holding strong. And I think given the recent issues with stablecoins, we've seen many algorithmic stablecoins this year fail. It's very, very important to monitor the stablecoin economy um, and ensure that the stablecoins that should be holding peg are holding peg. And obviously the ones that are depegging, if you start to see on the DeFi Llama dashboard, something starts to depeg, then if it has any related tokens in the ecosystem um, that are affected, then potentially there's a chance there to jump in a 
either on a short or B, limit your long exposure if you're already spot long uh, to a particular protocol and also look at the knock-on effects from that de-pegging. So monitoring DeFi Llama every single day and putting this into your routine and looking at the stablecoin dashboard as part of that routine is very important to make sure everything um, is quote-unquote stable in the stable economy. Um, and we can see here that Tether, USDC, BUSD, DAI, Frax, the five biggest stablecoins, PAX as well. Um, they're not only the biggest by uh, total amount or market cap, which you can sort by over here, but they're also the most stable because they're all at a dollar. They don't fluctuate much. We can see um, relatively stable changes. But if there is a huge change, then it is something to um, take into account via looking at the percentage off peg rankings here. Now, this one day, seven day, and one month change, this isn't talking about the stablecoin price. Obviously, these stable are pegged to $1. This is talking about the market cap. So this is a good way to look at what ecosystems are going more risk on and what ecosystems are going more risk off and what stable coins the markets are preferring at any given moment. For example, BUSD, in the midst of a lot of Binance FUD, actually lost 24% of its total market cap, but it didn't actually lose its peg, which was a positive sign. But we can see that liquidity instead was flowing out of BUSD and into other stable coins like PAX, USDC, and USDT. So it's a good indicator um, as to what stablecoin the market actually prefers. Now, going off the back of this new stablecoin function, if you click on yields and then you go down and click on stablecoin pools, you can see a list of all the different opportunities to earn yield on stablecoins. Now, the yield function is very cool because essentially one way to keep the dollars ticking over is to actually stake your stablecoins. And I view stablecoin staking, um, if you're in the right pools, as a relatively risk-off way to earn uh, income during a bear market. So I always like to put a percentage of my stablecoins to work. The percentage that you put to work really comes down to your goals and your risk tolerance. But for me, I'm happy to put like 20, 30, maybe even 40% um, into really sound DeFi protocols. And if you click on this dashboard and sort by APY, you can see at any given moment which applications are home to the strongest yields. So you can continuously kind of move your stable coins around um, into the, 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 the highest paying pools to maximize your yield. Now, of course, the underlying stablecoin you're staking um, is very important. For example, if you have DAY or USDN or something you're pairing with, with USDC, they might be a bit riskier than, let's say, a BUSD pool or a single-sided staking a USDT pool. So that's very important to look at. But if there is a stablecoin pool that you're seeing, for example, on Credits, you're getting 15% on USDC, maybe you can click on the actual pool itself um, and bring up some more details to verify whether this could be a decent pool to enter or not. Now, they've done a really good job at aggregating all the features on this website to work out whether a particular pool is good or not. A few things that I would look at is the seven-day moving average of total APY. If the APY is spiking and dropping, that's usually a, a sign that you should avoid a particular pool because it's too volatile. You should also look over time how the base um, and reward APIs have fluctuated. So if it's dropping off um, or if it's being quite stagnant, obviously as well, you want to be in the pools with the most TVL because if a, a one particular pool has a lot of TVL, that's an indicator that the yields will be less diluted. Whereas if a pool only has $1,000 in it and you put another $1,000 in it, you're going to harm the yield. So the more um, TVL in a particular pool, theoretically, the more stable it is. Now, obviously, this is on Solana. Solana has a lot of risks around it at the moment, potentially why it's paying more yield. So you have to be critical and look at what app um, is this stablecoin on, because 
Anytime you stake on an app, you are exposing yourself to smart contract risk. And anytime you're in an ecosystem, you're exposing yourself to ecosystem risk. So let's say you don't like Solana at the moment. Let's say you don't like Credix. Maybe you prefer beefy finance on Phantom. And then you can look at this pool. Maybe you don't want to have die in, in your stablecoin LP. So maybe you want to look at Uniswap for LUSD and USDC. There are many different pools here for you to look at. But get into the habit of regularly checking um, on the DeFi Llama website to work out where the opportunities are. Because Occasionally, um, you'll scroll through here and you'll see, wow, USDT on Ethereum um, at 10%, like this is potentially a good pool for me to stake on. But of course, the DAP is very important because if you're in some new risky DAP, the pool's not going to be um, as favorable as one of the safer DAPs. And you'll typically see the higher APY um, farms are typically the riskier ones. And as you head down the curve into the 4 or 5% range, you'll get a lot safer staking options. For example, USDC on Ethereum, USDT pools on Stargate, on Arbitrum. This kind of stuff is a little bit safer than, let's say, um, your, your kind of weird pools on, um, on various chains. So that's also very important to take into account. Now, it's not only stable coins you can search for yield on. It's actually all coins in general. So if you have a token that you want to stake, this is now the one-stop shop, in my opinion, for finding out where to stake it on DeFi. So, okay, let's say you want to stake uh, Ethereum. So you can go into the token section here, click on Ethereum, and then you can sort by the APY on Ethereum. Now, it's going to give you a few different options. It's going to give you um, pools that are LPs, which means you stake Ethereum with another token. Of course, you expose yourself to um, impermanent loss here, and it's also going to give you single-sided staking pools. So one way to sort by single-sided staking pools, if you're not a fan, fan of impermanent loss, it's coming down to the attributes section here and clicking on single exposure. This will work out the pools that just have Ethereum exposure where you're not exposed to an LP. And then you can go through here and potentially look through the different pools and evaluate them based on the framework that I told you about before in terms of clicking on them, working out what the, what the risk profile is, checking out the DAP. Of course, looking through their audits is very important to make sure it's a good DAP, etc. Um, and also looking at how the APY has fluctuated over time. But this yield function is very, very cool because it's basically got every single token. So let's say I want to stake a SHIB. Um, let's say you want to do an ETH ETH SHIB pool even. You can look at um, LPs between uh, ETH and SHIB. You can look at ETH and SHIB. You can look at just SHIB. You can basically search across the entirety of crypto for different pools. And of course, using the filters, you can work out exactly what pool is for you. So let's use one more example. Let's say I want to stake uh, Matic. And I only want to stake Matic on the Polygon chain itself. I can click on Polygon. Let's say I only want to do single-sided staking. Um, and let's say I want something with a minimum TVL of a million dollars because I don't trust anything uh, less than a million dollars. Then you can search according to these filters and actually get a list of pools. Now you've got the list down to five, so it's less kind of daunting. And now you can go through each single-sided pool on Polygon with an a with a TVL of a minimum one million and work out which one is right for you. So it's very very cool and you can play around with this in your own time. This is basically the best way to find where to stake tokens if you want to put them to work. Now of course, once again, the amount that you put into DeFi versus the amount you keep um, in your cold wallet or your hot wallet that's completely up to you. But I do think it's very cool that we ha now have a platform. Coindex was one, but we now have an integrated platform with more data um, where we can actually find yields and the done a very, very good job. So I highly recommend using DeFi Llama for finding new staking opportunities. Now, I think one of the most potentially profitable features of DeFi Llama is their new airdrop dashboard. So if you click on the DeFi tab here and scroll down to airdrops, you can see 
tokenless protocols. So these are protocols that don't have a token yet that may potentially have an airdrop. You can look at the newly listed protocols and newly listed protocols without tokens a lot of the time they end up having airdrops. So this is a really good way to get ahead of the curve and find new airdrops before the content creators start talking about them, before you have to find out about them on TikTok or YouTube. You can find them out for yourself if you're staying updated on DeFi Llama. So maybe just once a week you go through and you look at the protocols released in the last week. So over the last seven days, we had roughly 10 protocols um, that launched without tokens. So out of all these protocols, what I would do is let's say I would go through each one and I would... A, look at their Twitter. I would, two, search for airdrop in Twitter to see if that triggers any threads or any buzz about an airdrop. If nothing's coming up, then I would join their Discord. I would just look through their Discord. I'd use the search function for airdrop to see if that people are talking about it to work out whether, A, they've announced an airdrop or, two, whether there's an anticipated airdrop. And if you're in the Discord, then you can simply just ask the question, do you guys think there's going to be an airdrop? Do you guys know when the token's going out? And a lot of the time, they'll have information on an upcoming token on their medium or on their white paper itself. But if you look at this every single week, you're looking at the new projects and chances are occasionally you're going to stumble across a project that does have an upcoming airdrop that is slightly under the radar and you can farm that airdrop by, you know, interacting with the protocol, bridging funds onto the DAP, um, following requirements if they're stated requirements or guessing requirements if they haven't stated requirements. So the airdrop function is really, really cool. There's not that many project listings right now in a bear market, which is kind of good because you, I mean, how long is this going to take? Maybe 20 minutes a week to go through the new airdrops and potentially 20 minutes a week could end up in you receiving five, six, seven thousand plus dollars, um, you know, every six months or so, uh, from some of these airdrops. And obviously in the past, we've had huge airdrops like ENS and recently Aptos, which have paid, you know, ENS was six figures for some people. Aptos was one and a half to 7,000 for some people. Airdrops can generally be quite fruitful, but looking at some of the smaller projects is also um, a great thing to do when you are airdrop hunting. And if you do want my fully updated guide of all my airdrops. I'm working in tandem with Thor um, Hartvigsen on a airdrop Notion dashboard. So at the end of a thread he did, uh, he linked his airdrop uh, website where essentially what we're doing together is looking at all the upcoming airdrops that we like, putting them in and then linking in the Notion uh, some of the resources that you can look at to complete these airdrops. So linking threads, linking any relevant details. So if you go to the end of his thread, um, his airdrop thread, there is a link to the Notion here. And in fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this in the link um, of the description to the video as well. Uh, so you guys can click on this and look at some of the upcoming airdrops. But um, we might be a little bit late to the curve. If you want to be first to the curve, DeFi Llama is a great way to go about it. The next part of DeFi Llama that I think is really useful is the fees and revenue section. So when we're investing in a dApp, we want to make sure it's earning real fees and real revenue. It's 2023 now. We want to be looking at projects which are generating real revenue um, and are generating real traction. And one way you can use to track this is through looking at the fees section on DeFi Llama to see what are the 24-hour fees of a project and what's the total revenue of a project. So if we sort by fees, we can see that currently Ethereum, Lido, BSC, OpenSea, and Uniswap um, are the most fruitful applications in terms of 24-hour fees. You can also look at cumulative fees. So the amount of fees a project has generated over time, that's also a useful gauge. And if you click on a specific project, like let's say GMX, for example, we can see over time, how their fees have tracked. Now, of course, you've got Dove Metrics, you've got Token Terminal and all these other applications. But as I said, DeFi Llama is aiming to be kind of your one-stop shop for DeFi. So they've got 
all this data inside the application already for you. So it just makes sense to kind of um, have it all in one place. And you can see over time, you can even zoom in on the last week, see which days had the most fees, see if fees are generally trending upwards and generally trending downwards. And this is also a great way to find new projects because let's say you monitor these 24 hour fees and a new project has just entered the top 10 and done $100,000 in fees. You sh that is a great starting point for you to now look into that project and work out why has it spiked in fees? Are there genuine users here? What is happening before the rest of the pack? And that could potentially lead you to make an investment in a protocol um, before it even explodes in price. So the entire point of the, this DeFi Llama application and all these features is to give you an edge. And the only way to get that edge is to continuously monitor these apps. You can even create an Excel spreadsheet and track certain metrics and stay on top of the ball because if you see a new trend um, and the information's right there because De DeFi Llama updates in real time, then you're going to be ahead of the curve, ahead of everyone else that hears about the spike in fees weeks later on the Twitter feeds. So it's very important um, that you come up with a routine here. Maybe every single morning, you, you just pick four things to look at. Uh, maybe that's fees and revenue, TV changes in TVL, um, stable coin pools, just the metrics that you're interested in and really, really master them um, and use that data to get ahead of the curve. Now, another thing that you could potentially incorporate into your routine is the centralized exchange transparency dashboard, which is the fourth toggle on the left side on DeFi Llama. And what this shows you is the total inflows outflows of every centralized exchange. Why is this so important? Because if you saw that FTX, when it was um, collapsing, had, let's say, a billion dollars worth of outflows in a day, that would have been a very good sign that there was a bank run and to get your money out ASAP. Let's say Binance has had a 10% decline in the past week of outflows. That might be an indicator to you that there's potentially something brewing there. So it's very important, in my opinion, to monitor what's happening with centralized exchanges because you don't want to fall victim to another exchange collapse after what we've seen happen this year. And also, there is also a short opportunity here. If you see something happening, if you see there's a lot of outflows um, and, and you think something's brewing with a particular centralized exchange, they very well may have a token or be heavy investors in a token that is negatively affected um, by that exchange's collapse or exchange's liquidity issues. Because a lot of these exchanges have tokens and those tokens are obviously going to really take a hit when an exchange goes down, just like we saw with FTX and even Binance, when it had um, significant outflows over the last few weeks, the token itself also took a hit. So that's potentially a short opportunity too. So all of this is about being early um, to information so you can act on it and trade on it um, before the, the rest of the market trades on it. So the centralized dashboard is very important just to check the overall health of the centralized market. And this is more pertinent than ever considering the issues we've seen with centralized exchanges this year. Another function on DeFi Llama that I'm a big, big fan of that they just implemented, as I said, the team's constantly kind of shipping new products and putting it on um, to the app is the raises. Now, what the raises section is, is it's a dashboard, as you can see on the left, if you click here, that tracks the amount that VCs are investing and where VCs are investing. And this could potentially be the biggest alpha tab on the entire app because you are able to see where and when 
big VCs and big funds are entering projects. Now, of course, you can't always invest in these projects right away, but it does give you a very good idea as to what are the kinds of narratives um, these VCs are investing in. And you can also track the overall activity of the VC space. We can see that last year we had a record month of $7 million worth of VC investments. That has now started to cool down. If this starts to tick up, maybe that's an indication that the big money, the smart money, is getting more confident um, in a market turnaround. So the overall data in terms of the amount being invested in these funding rounds is important, but also looking at the individual projects, I think is even more important because you can see the projects that these big funds are investing in. So if we just scroll through um, some of these uh, investments, we can see that, for example, Polychain invested in foundation devices, Dragonfly Capital invested in Revel on the 19th of December with a $7.8 million investment. That's obviously um, Hasib's fund. They invested in Utog as well. These VCs make a lot of investments. A16 invested $100 million in Aztec, which is a privacy-verse ZK solution. We know how big ZKs could potentially be next year. Polygon invested in Anima. This is alpha, guys. These, these are upcoming projects which aren't even on the market yet that you can start researching right now um, before the rest of the market by looking at where the big funds are investing. And your investing style may align with one of these funds more than uh, another fund. So let's say like you really like how Hasib invests and you really like um, how Dragonfly invests because Hasib's managing partner at Dragonfly, then you can look at the investments that Dragonfly specifically made um, and actually check out the project itself. And what they've implemented in this little dashboard feature here is the link to the funding round. So for example, Dragonfly invested in Utorg it gives you a link directly to that article where you can have a look at some details on what the project is, how much they invested, maybe even get a statement of why they invested. It's very, very cool that we have these links right here. And as I said, the DeFi Llama team's doing a really good job of keeping us up to date here. Hive Empire invested $2 million in this game, for example. If we click on the link, um, we can actually see the announcement that they have invested in the game. And a lot of the time, they'll link it to an article that'll give a bit more information and a bit more context to give you a nice starting point um, to research from. So very, very cool stuff here. And I would not fade the raises section of DeFi Llama. Once again, this is something you can incorporate into your daily or weekly routine to really stay on top of market trends. And finally, I want to look at the hacks section, which unfortunately is still a very important part of crypto. Hacks in 2022 um, in DeFi were the most severe they've ever been. We had the most amount of hacks last year than any other year. You could see the monthly sum as well um, reflected by this chart uh, showing showing a severe increase in hacks. And unfortunately, the more money that's in the space, the more incentivized these hackers are to exploit these protocols because they can make more. So it is important to keep aware um, of what ha hacks are going down and staying up to date with the latest hacks. A, if you have money in an ecosystem. Two, to check up on related ecosystems. Um, and three, it just gives you kind of a gauge as to what is happening um, in terms of the safety and security of DeFi. If you see a real spike in hacks on specific protocols, let's say you see five bridges being exploited in the last week and you have your funds on a bridge, that might be a sign to get your money out. If you see um, seven dApps on Phantom have been exploited then you and you have money on Phantom, maybe that's a sign to take your money out. So just as a bit of a preventative measure, as a risk management tool, the hacks feature I think is really cool um, because you can just see
see very quickly the amount lost, uh, which type of protocol it was, what chain it was on, and as well, the link to the information, the article um, related to the hack and what actually went down with the Etherscan addresses as well. So once again, they do a very good job of putting in their links here. And I think that's very important to um, just stay up to date with the latest hacks in crypto. I want to give a shout out to the sponsor of today's show, which is Gains Network. And obviously, this is a very nice place to trade perpetual DEXs. It's another one that is being tracked on DeFi Llama. So if you scroll up to the DeFi dashboard and you're searching Gains Network, then you are going to get data on gains as well. It shows you the amount of TVL locked on Polygon. They're also launching on Arbitrum soon, so you'll see the amount locked in Arbitrum. And this has been a narrative that's been super, super strong as people have diverted their attention away from centralized exchanges to DeFi exchanges. So I wouldn't fade the Perpdex narrative. Gains comes in under that narrative. And I must say that their trading function is very, very strong. It's a very nice place to trade because you have just so many pairs. Basically, every token you could want to trade here is on here, including Forex as well including some stocks as well. It's just a very cool platform to be able to leverage trade. And of course, if you do want to trade on Gains Network, taking into account all the benefits of trading on a DEX, taking into account the speed um, that, that you can do so on Gains, then of course, there is a link in the description as well. And also, uh, for those that want to do the, the staking, um, there is the GDI Vault uh, that they've just launched and also their staking pools as well, where you can stake on Polygon and soon Arbitrum to earn a percentage yield that's generated by the protocol fees. We know gains is what I would consider to be a real yield protocol, which pays back yield uh, based on the stakers in the GNS pool. And more importantly, the Die Vault as well, which is essentially how they power liquidity for the platform. So um, you can deposit Die to earn yield on gains, um, but the trading feature is really cool. And if you want to trade, once again, link in the description to get involved. You can literally keep your funds on your wallet and just use Gtrade whenever you want to trade. So it's not like a centralized exchange like Bybit, where you need to actually deposit deposit funds onto that exchange and then trade with those funds and they have custody. You keep your own custody. It's on your MetaMask, but whenever you want to trade, you can use that MetaMask to interact with Gains Network and put a trade through. So yeah, link in the description to Gains Network. Once again, by the time this video goes out, they are likely live on Arbitrum. So that is very, very cool. If you're more of an investor and not really a trader, then there is a good option for you. And that is Nested Finance, where you can DCA into portfolios of assets um, on Nested. Of course, I've made my own portfolio on Polygon, which you can use to DCA into over time um, to get exposure to a variety of assets. But also, if you click on the Explorer, you can see portfolios from a variety of traders. For example, Alpha Please, who is a big Twitter account who covers the Arbitrum ecosystem, he had a portfolio where he invested in Arbitrum projects. So uh, just a very way to DCA into an ecosystem in general, instead of using a centralized exchange, so you can actually keep your assets safe, um, would be to use Nested and just DCA into a basket um, and take advantage of the portfolios there. So there's a link to my portfolio in the description if you want to copy mine. And of course, um, if you want kind of a different weighting, you can either create your own portfolio on Nested Finance or you can copy someone else's portfolio. So the platform's quite cool because you can basically build your own portfolio and DCA into it over time um, and have it all in one place instead of having it um, on a centralized exchange. Of course, they are, uh, they are backed 
by Nexus Insurance. So all of your funds are insured on the network from smart contract and exploitation risk. I'm actually the fourth most followed uh, guy on the platform at the moment. So, you, you know, if you want to follow one of my portfolios, uh, check it out. Link in the description. Um, I'll continue to tweak these over time and manage them to make them better and better. Uh, and eventually, you know, we're going to have a really nice DCA portfolio to get involved in. But I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, I think it was quite alpha pack. DeFi Llama is a fantastic application and I highly recommend incorporating it into your crypto research routine. Until the next one, I'll see you guys later. Peace out.